This episode of the Show Me Comic Cast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash showmecomics to start your 30-day free trial and download your free audio book. Season 2, Episode 3. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geekdom. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. He believed that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comicast. Welcome back to the Show Me Comicast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and I write blogs that are have great taste and less filling, and I also wrote comic book scripts that have a great minty aftertaste. And I'm Sam Richardson. I am just now swallowing a mouthful of toast of ravioli, and I am the artist, illustrator, and graphic designer for Show Me Comics and Half with the Graphic Novel. All right, so I'm glad you joined us today. Today, what we're going to talk about is something that's kind of a sore point with me. I'm a little bit upset. What do you guys think? Are I'm you little, angry? I'm a little. I'm a little peeved. Are you a little bit ticked off? Yes. Are your feathers ruffled? Just totally red hot and mad. I only had like two feathers left, and when those got ruffled, it really you look like a plucked chicken. Really made me upset. Thank you. Thank you for making fun of my baldness. Like everybody at this table is bald. None of us have hair. Yeah, well, people live in glass houses. Shouldn't shouldn't use Rogaine. (laughs) So, the reason I'm upset is because when you're a creative type, like a writer or an artist or even a digital media producer that does a wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. it's, It's fun, but at the same time, it stinks when you're starting out in the indie world to have to worry about marketing. What do you guys think? It's frustrating, but it's a part of any business. It's a, I don't want to call it a necessary evil because I love marketing. That's a big it's part a lot of, of what fun. I do. Yes, it's very fun. It's a lot of strategy. It's almost like war to an extent. The downside is it does cost money. And Did you just say war is fun? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> war strategy is fun. Uh, but the downside is just like war costs lives and casualty. In the business world, it costs money. And whenever you're dealing with a shoestring budget, sometimes it can be a headache saying, all right, how do we market this and do it properly and within the uh, confines of what we're financially capable of? So what we wanted to do today was have kind of like a marketing 101, and we don't have a college professor here because they canceled it on us last minute to teach this. So instead, (laughs) we're just going to have to pool our collective resources, um, and we won't name that college professor so that they get firebombed for canceling on our show. But we're going to pool our collective resources. I think Sam's probably the most experienced person when it comes to marketing, um, just because he's an entrepreneur. Uh, Tim's probably the second most experienced person just because he works in that kind of an industry mm-hmm. um, where it's like web pages and digital media and things like that that have to get exposure. Sure. Um, and then myself, um, 
I guess I have a little bit of marketing because I market spankings to my kids when they don't uh, do what they're supposed to. <laughs> um, but they never buy it. They just keep doing the wrong thing. And then they call my bluff and find out my marketing scam or scheme is also a scam and uh, they don't get their lives ended. But uh, they call me on that bluff. So anyway, we are going to talk about how to sell things and how to convince people to what? How what do we want buy them to your do? Product or service? All right, so go ahead, Sam, kick it off. All right. Well, the first thing about marketing is to understand what marketing actually is, um, because I think a lot of people only think of it as advertising or promoting. And as Tim and I learned a very long time ago, there's a huge difference between the two of those. Some people think that advertising and promoting are the exact same thing, and they're not. Just like marketing isn't exactly those, even though it is all of those into one big subject could uh, you tell us some stories from our old wrestling days of things that we did wrong oh yeah totally is that you'd hear hey guys um it's can we all get together on friday to do some promoting and they thought that that also meant advertising and there's a big difference i can i can promote i can go out and tell people till i'm blue in the face check us out we're show me comments we're this thing we've got this awesome book this this hafu promoting is just telling people that you do something and that's great that you tell them that you do something but that gives them no reason at all to buy what it is that you're doing. And that's where advertising comes in. And advertising is essentially saying, look, this is what we got. This is why you should pay the amount that we want for it. So a huge right. difference in promoting it and advertising. And whenever you're dealing with a very small budget for marketing and advertising, you tend to look towards what costs the least or what is free, which in our modern day would be Facebook and uh, social networking. But unfortunately, because of that, a lot of times what you think is advertising still just turns out as marketing. Just getting on Facebook and saying, hey, check out our new book. That's just promoting. That's not necessarily advertising. Right. Um, but I think you, the first thing you had is break down, like when you think of the term marketing, what you're actually doing. If you go back a long time ago when people would go to markets, you know, uh, you might go to, to, to an open place where there's all these different people selling all these different things like a flea market. Where it's like over here is Joe and he's got his, you know, buckets and tin cans that he's selling. And then over here right across from Joe is Steve and Steve is selling these, you know, Davy Craggett coonskin hats and he's got barrels full of dirt. And then on the other side from him is, you know, Margie and she's selling popcorn and hot dogs. Each I one like of these Margie. people, each, <laughs> so each one of these people are selling, my business. they're selling something different. But they're trying to get your attention, and then after they get your attention by promoting, they want you to buy what it is they actually have, and so they have to advertise it. And so essentially, when you go to the market, <laughs> you have to market yourself. That each individual person has to market what it is that they're selling. Now these days, we think of supermarkets where you walk in and everything is under one company, but they still have to put out big signs that say, hey, buy our corn, because look at this picture. It's delicious. It's yellow. It's going to taste great. And then come over to the clothing aisle and hey check this out it only costs this much and it's got all these special things to and it's it. yellow and delicious and it's <laughs> yellow and delicious exactly so the the key thing about marketing that a lot of people tend to forget is finding what your actual market is and if steve is smart and if margie's smart they're going to know that when someone's walking through that flea market not everybody's necessarily wants what it is they're selling. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think this is how I want to focus this episode is because we did our initial con last year. And I think that that was the fun part of marketing is we were at Definitely. the con in person selling stuff. Yes. Yep. Um, and I 
feel like at that point we paid the money for our table to skip the promoting phase because the show did the promoting for us. They got all the people there that wanted comics in a way. Right. Then we got to do the advertising by people coming by our table and saying, hey, this is what we have and this is the value. Right. We know you're here to you know look at and buy comics, right. but here's why our comic stands out and gives you more value, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now I think where we fell into kind of our doldrums, you know, is after that con, we were coming off that you know that high. We did fairly well at that right. con, but now in the interim, it's like we're trying to get people to listen to our podcast, which I think is a quality product. Yes, we're trying to get people to that weren't at the con. A wider reach to buy our comic which i know is a quality product right definitely but we've kind of fallen flat on that right. and that's why i wanted us to talk about this as a topic and let's focus on that what are our problems what right one of them is time um you know like you said we we came out of the comic convention where we did we did very well um I try to approach these things as humbly as possible but i thought we did an excellent job as far as our first convention what we did promotion wise and how we advertise, how we interacted and what we did sales wise, especially for being our first one, we did, we did very well with that. The problem was we came out of that feeling so great and it was like, what's the follow up? Right. Well, at this point, our only, our only vehicle to follow up with was the website and selling it online. And we did very well right out of the gates. Boom. We were selling a lot. Um, we sold out of our first shipment. We had to get another batch printed up. And we got down to where there was just a few of those left, and then, oops, Nothing. we flatlined. Yeah. Why? Because after all the local people that heard about us had bought books at the conventions, and then the ones left over bought it online, and then all of our friends and family that would have any interest at all in buying it bought it, we ran out of our market. Mm-hmm. And we go, oh, man, what is it? Are we just not reaching them on Facebook? Is it this or it's that? I'm glad Part- you brought up Facebook, mm-hmm. because that's one thing is that it looked like a a beacon of light right. that we were going to be able to use Facebook to reach all around the country. You know, right. now we can connect directly with people who like comics and blah, 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 blah. And so let's just talk about it. Cause we want people to right. learn from us. First thing I would say is if you're listening and that's your only plan of attack is Facebook. Okay. Sit down, get your Kleenex out. Cause you might cry a little bit on this. Facebook is going to be excellent for promoting your brand, for promoting it. If it wasn't, you would not have Nike, you would not have Marvel, you would not have Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all these other humongous companies that promote through Facebook. Dude, stovetop stuffing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when I <laughs> face tomato nose is on there. If you don't believe me, search for it. It has like 20,000 followers. Stovetop stuffing has way more than but that. And we're not even for, talking about the company that makes stovetop stuffing. We're talking about just stovetop stuffing. So I'm pretty sure they're craft. <laughs> for promoting your product, Facebook is great. But go back to what I said earlier. There's a difference between promoting and advertising. Here's the downside. Let's say you use Facebook and you get a few hundred followers, that's great. But not only do you have to pay for your promotions to be seen by all those followers, realize that if you go out on the street and you tell 300 people about something you have, not 300 are going to buy it. Maybe one out of 300 will think about it and purchase it. 
So the first thing is you have to build up the amount of people that you're promoting to. Right now, we're excited because I think we have like 605 you know, followers and likes on our Facebook page. But in the overall, 600 is not a whole lot. That's why no, when people advertise on a large... Stuffing. Hold on. I'll look it up while you're talking. <laughs> that, that's Go why ahead. when people advertise on a very large scale, you know, they're not just broadcasting, say, on television to 600 people. They're advertising to audiences of typically a million, give or take, sometimes smaller, sometimes larger. And it's not like all one million people buy it. It's a fraction of a million that actually buy the product. So when you're looking towards social media, 600 likes... Yeah, for your little ego that's starting off, that might seem like a lot, but if you look at a fraction of 600, that's not a whole lot of people. So until you've built up into the thousands and thousands and tens and hundreds of thousands, you're going to expect to get a return on any actual advertising you're doing. So as I said, as a vehicle for promoting, it's great in the beginning, but don't expect a ton of sales until you start start getting huge amounts of followers. The other thing is just financially. I mean, right now, our our time, that's what I was going to say is, can I interject for yes. one second? 87,078. Now, how many like does poopy face tomato nose have? I'm not looking <laughs> that up. It's against my um, principles. Don't even ask how I came up with looking that up. You know, sometimes you type just ASDK. Sometimes you're like, I love tomatoes and I love poop. How can those merge <laughs> together? I think it's because I, I was looking up poopy face just because I was <laughs> bored and poopy face tomato nose came up. But uh, to kind of go back, time is a big thing as well. I mean, we did our first kind of what, October? September. Or September. September. We did it in September. We haven't even been to another one because con season is kind of over for a little bit. And... uh we really haven't had that much time to get the promoting up. Promoting comes first. Promoting is making people aware of your brand. You can't really advertise when nobody knows what you are. So the and first I step think is, that's our big problem, dude. We are just crying out in a soundproof room. Right. Like we right. need to break down barriers or, you know, tunnel channels directly to people that want to hear about us. Oh, and, and you've done an excellent job of setting up. You know what we're going into when the con season starts. We're going to North Carolina. We'll be at the Big Wizard World here in St. Louis. We've got Chicago lined up. So it's like uh, as 2014 starts to roll along, we're going to get into those places where now we can promote more. We can get out there. We can reach a higher. Place. All right. Here's why I'm frustrated though, and why my feathers are so ruffled is because it's 2014. Like we don't have to be the traveling snake oil salesman. We should be drumming up attention all the time through this ease of the tool called the internet. Right. And so I feel like we are totally blowing it when it comes to, like I said, we did a really good job when we were live, when the promoting was all done for us. And all we had to do was the advertising, you know, the explaining the value and getting people over there face to face communications. We're totally blowing it when it comes to it everything else right well the other down that's where financially the barriers come in is that even facebook which right now is our probably most cost effective form of uh of promoting and and getting the ability to have a voice but even that costs money um protocon please come over here and bring the first aid kit i think uh sam (laughs) might have parents basement syndrome because he's saying we need more money to be more effective but I think there's other ways that we're probably could be more effective before we get the money. You also, know what can I'm I saying? interject for a yes, second? Yes, please. 
Sam way over embellished the effectiveness of poopy face tomato <laughs> nose. It only has 1,672 likes. It, Wait, make sure you're looking at the uh, official. <laughs> oh, is that the There's real poopy face tomato Does nose? Does it look like that? That is the real one. All right. That is not 20,000. I guess somehow everybody went into the future and unliked poopy face tomato nose. Either way, that's still anyway, like twice get- the amount we have, and it's poopy face tomato <laughs> nose. Do you get my point, though, of what you're saying? There's got to be stuff we can do before we just spend more money. Uh, I mean, there is, but that's, again, where time becomes an issue. I mean, as people, actual companies have people that are hired to do this stuff full-time, and none of us are able to devote ourselves full-time to just the constantly blasting out, like, hey, check it. We do it as much as we can. Well, here's an but, internet. But the flip side is I'm saying, though, if you have created your own book or product or service or anything – be ready because it is going to cost money to do proper advertising, I marketing, agree. and promoting. Oh, yeah. And it does become an obstacle. I mean, you're only going to have so much. And when you start off at the level that we're at, and I would say that where we are, you know, we've had a bit of a flexible budget, uh, probably more than a lot of you younger kids that are starting off as well. So be ready because that's going to be an obstacle and you're going to have to figure out ways around it than uh, what you would consider traditional marketing. So what do you think are some ways around it? The analogy I was just going to say is like, you know, you, you're an armed force up on a ridge and you see a target that you have to take out and you're like, oh, we only have, you know, 50 bullets, you know, and right. so we could have five guys jump up there with machine guns and they get to spray out bursts of 10 bullets and then it's all done and they right. didn't hit them. But then you have this one guy that's like, no, let me focus in. Right. Let me adjust my scope. All I need is one bullet. Right. You know, Which, to get right yeah. at my target. And that's, that's precision marketing and that's you know, different than guerrilla marketing, which is where a lot of people screw up. But uh, even with that, like an example, I, I, I was talking about this before we actually went on the air, which was be ready to give up a few copies of your book. How cool can somebody know what it is if they're not going to read it? And because they don't know who you are, they're not willing to pay for it. And that's a lesson that we actually just learned before the mics went live is yes. Sam was talking about some people were actually being reluctant to yes. be mailed a copy of the book. And I said, well, wait a minute. First of all, I'm I'm chintzy to begin with. You know, we if you listen to a past podcast, I'll talk about how I got a free salad. But uh, <laughs> so I don't like giving away copies right. of the book. And then we kind of brainstormed and just being in the room for a couple minutes talking about it, we're like, well, why don't we just send them a, a free PDF? Then right. they can still read the story. They can still like the story. We didn't lose any money. They didn't have to give much private information to us. Right. And it's kind of a win-win on both sides. Yep. So, it, it is, but but sometimes to develop like loyal fans. And well, cust- I know what you And mean. customer service. Yeah. Like, that's why you'd see any company does like free giveaways and stuff where it's like, hey, win you know, a free personal training session with us or, you know, win a limited version of this or whatever. Well, we like, tried to do that with some of our contests. Of but, giving but, even, away, like, but even then, though, like to, to go back to what you said, I, I've been willing to give away a few copies if in return the person that receives it brags about us a little bit, shows it off, gives us a shout out, shows it to their friends, passes it around, talks about it. That's where you go, wow, these guys that show me comics are so awesome. Like they were willing to actually send me a free book and all I got to do is tell my friends about it. But... They're still, no, that's okay. Don't send me this. I guarantee you, if we were Marvel or DC and we said, hey, we're going to send you a free copy of this new book coming out, they'd take it. Do you know why? Because it's proven. Because they yeah. know what it is. They're willing to take a chance on something even free, even if something is free. And they fired the Unabomber a while ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> but even but. if something is free, there's a certain amount of value attached to it. And if they don't know what it is, they're still reluctant to take it. So when you say, 
hey, now we're trying to do the same thing, only want them to pay us to give it to them. There's still that unknown, and that's where the promoting comes in. That's where brand awareness. That's but why here's I said, where I think that there's such a disparity between our con experience and our offline experience or that we must be doing something wrong because at the con, we convinced people to buy it, and those people wrote blogs and oh, did totally. reviews of it afterwards, yeah. and they paid for it. Right. You know that's, what I mean? That's where so, the time issue comes in, though, is it's like, oh, I'll tell you guys right now, if any of you out there don't work like full-time jobs that are actually like three-time jobs, go to the comic book stores, go to the bookstores, get booked in there, make appearances, get out, talk to her, spend your entire day that you're not working on the book telling other people about it, going to places where comic book fans are, people that would even be kind, even video game stores and dropping off samples of it, talking it up, going everywhere you can. There's a lot of things, but that's where the time issue comes in. And for us, we're not, you know, 17 year olds or early 20 college students that have a lot of free time for us where it gets, you know, it's, it's aggravating, but sometimes we have to, we have to, to go, wait a second. It's still only been a few months since our first con. We got the con season coming up, but that's we, we get to take care of it in chunks. We real we don't have the luxury of time that I think a lot of the younger people do, where they could be putting a lot of footwork into it. But that's where we need to become more efficient, and that's where I think we need to use more tools. It's like one one idea I kind of came up with uh, that I envision is like uh, building online relationships, uh, and what I mean by that is. You know, there are people, my brother, for instance, is now the, uh, he like runs the forums for this heavy metal singer that he idolized when he was younger. And the way he got into it is he started posting and making relevant posts like in the forums until he got to the point where he was such a, you know, like a power user in the forums that the owners of the site and the heavy metal band said, Hey, you know, you know, do you want to run the forums for us? And now he's part of the machinery. Now his voice is hugely amplified. He can block people, you know, he can steer the conversation. He can do all this stuff. The reason I say that is because he built up an online relationship. He didn't have to ever meet. He's never met them. You know, he's talked to him on the phone, uh, but he's never had to meet them. But he plays a major role in their marketing and promotion just through the online relationship he built. Do you think that that's something that could work for getting us into the comics community? What, what was it What was it that you said that they're selling? What's that? What that was they're it? selling? They're selling music. How do they sell? Well, the same way anybody sells music. They sell, you know, digital no, iTunes. I mean, how well do they sell? They sell really well. Like, what are the numbers? Well, I don't know the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. That's that's something I'd like to know because. But uh, they used to the is the lead singer from a band called Merciful Fate. They were really big. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, they were very well. Not very. They were pretty well known. Yeah, in, in the it, 80s, it, yeah. no, you were trying to weed out if it was some rinky dink like local, right. like they're from North Dakota and. They, so so basically, they had a following before your brother did any of the stuff. Though. Yeah, kind of. It had a built-in audience, so I was trying not to out it on right. the air, but yeah, they're. Uh, well, the other aspect well is... Especially your, in Europe. Your brother built up a relationship on a forum. How has... That doesn't benefit your brother. That benefits the band. But it benefits from him from the point of what his goal was. His goal was to get closer to the band, you know, because he likes them. Right? Okay. But I'm, from, from ultimately, though, from a selling, like, from a business standpoint, though, as far as actual revenue, 
how did that increase their revenues? And you're talking about a band that already had a built-in market. Like it was a proven product. People already knew what it was. The people that are buying it probably already bought their stuff in the past. You're missing what, the what point I'm looking here. More the point at, is if, if my brother, say, had his own heavy metal band, he'd be in a position now, you know, just through getting into the heavy metal community right. and getting no, a right, louder right. voice that oh, he could okay. say, yeah, okay. right. I see where you're going with this. Right. So what, like I'm getting at, if I'm, if I go to some like a CBR website, you know, and become a respected member of the fan community on CBR, and then all these people find out that I have an independent comic label and a podcast and so on and so forth, it's a way of extending us right. directly. Like I said, that sniper shot, you yeah. know, I, I've, I actually have that. I'm a part of a couple different communities for comic books. The downside of that though is because everybody does it nowadays they get to where they're hesitant or they want to kick you out the minute that you start trying to advertise. And something. that's what I wanted to get at. It was like, how do you do that? Cause but, it's more targeted than the, say the Facebook bull crab. Not to cut you out. There's one. Actually, I shouldn't say not to cut you off and then cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, you know, <laughs> that's like, can I borrow a cigarette? <laughs> What's that oh, Sonic commercial? I'm going to smoke oh. the crap out of it. And then here you go. Here's the dirty, you know butt what? you just say, tell me about it and then keep talking. <laughs> yeah. because this is, and I guess maybe this is a little bit of where the time factor comes in. Or I think sometimes, I need to be more willing to say, hey, here's this cool idea I've got. Jordan, can you do this? A lot of times I yeah. feel like it's on me to where I go, man, if I don't do it, though, oh, forget about it's it. It's not. But uh, one of the one of the communities that I did join, instead of me just joining and being like, hey, guys, what's up? We made this comic book, you know, and them kind of being like, we don't want you here just to advertise. One I actually did get into, and I started talking to the guy that that created the site and got to know him a little bit on a personal basis. And he like you'll see him a lot of times. He'll comment and like a lot of our statuses and I'll give him a shout out. His name is Josh Nunley. Okay. And, uh, I don't remember what, uh, what actual city, like their little group originated from, but they got a ton of people in it now. And so every once in a while, whenever I drop like a video in or, you know, throw up a tagline, he's always cool about sharing it. But, uh, but like I said, still so becoming a part of a community, getting in there where there's people that are at least are already your market. They're comic book fans. And then being able to go, okay, oh, yeah, and every once in a while, hey, check out this thing that we made. It's just uh, – that's again, that's where the resources and time part comes in, though, is being able to go, okay, I've got this idea. I don't necessarily have time to execute it, but maybe if I show Jordan you know, what I think the best way to execute this is and then hand it off to him and go with it. Yeah. And those are stuff that it doesn't cost money. Like I said, sometimes though you got to be leery of, or you got to be like, uh, you got to be cautious of how much you advertise and how no, much that's, you're. Uh, and how you have to be genuine, right? First of all, yes. it, it's not like yes. I said. My brother getting that whole forum thing, he was very genuine, mm -hmm. which is why he got the forum runner job Definitely. is because he was also a fan and he'd been around for a while right. and he had staying power. So I'm not talking about pulling one over on somebody, right? But I'm talking about, first of all, we could be legitimate members of a lot of different, you know, communities online, um, but we're not. Right. And one of the things I'll, I'll speak for myself is I'm ill Twitter it. Right. So, like I told Sam that, I'm like, <laughs> went right before our con, I'm like, I have a Twitter account. I've never tweeted. And, <laughs> and no, I don't want to get down the Twitter hole <laughs> here, but because uh, that's a messy place. But no, it just it makes me think something that frustrates me a little bit about the uh, the industry and the culture that we're involved with with comic books is that 
And and if you're listening and you're one of them, which most likely you are, is guys loosen up a little bit. Unfortunately, we're in an industry where the people that are our customers, they are very antisocial. And for example, let's say I follow you on Twitter. I notice you're into anime or into comic books. And I say, hey, you know, I notice you're into this. I notice you like anime. How about you give us a follow back? Check out our thing. And then your response to me is, sorry, not my cup of tea. Or just don't follow back at all. It's like, I'm not trying to make you purchase something. I'm trying to be cool. I'm not trying to spam you. I even followed you to begin with. I noticed what you're into. But then when you're unwilling to even take a look at something that you think is even in the realm of what you like just because you've never heard of it, loosen up there, guys. I've noticed whether it's Facebook or even at the cons, the tendency of our customers and our market to just walk around with the head down and the shoulders up and being scared to actually interact. It's okay. Loosen up. We're not out there trying to hurt you guys. We I also know. don't we seem to have much of a sense of humor either. I just want to kind of say we that almost your <laughs> was your second parent's basement syndrome statement where you're like, the entire community needs to change <laughs> <laughs> to do what I want them to do. Well, if, if that's how they are, guess what? That's how they are. So maybe we need to change our approach a little bit you know what i mean because we're definitely not going to get thousands of people to change at least overnight and not to suit our needs you know what i mean so is there something we're doing wrong or could be doing better yeah we need to stop publishing comics that are kind of in your face and cinematic and awesome (laughs) we need to start publishing people in spandex we need to change the name from show me comics to something a little less harsh um (laughs) suggest me comics (laughs) maybe look at our comics please right i mean there's always so much that that we got to be willing to to give as far as saying oh let's suit it to the market itself but at the same time it's like it's okay guys we're not i'm not asking them to change i'm trying to say is we're not here to hurt you we're not here to sell you a a broken you know we're not here to sell you a used car it's okay (laughs) if we follow you and say hey we noticed you like what we like you don't have to run away. It's okay. It's cool. We just want to show you, you know, a little bit of what we have and get to know you. Right. And that's and that goes back to something I've said in a previous episode, too, is like we said this a lot in marketing, uh, but I think this kind of goes back to our team's entire goal is we don't necessarily want to sell our comics just to get the money. We're not like, give me that money. Because guess what? It's not a lot of money that we're getting from anything that we're doing. Right. But we do want people to check our stuff out. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, we can't afford to be a charity. You know, right. I can't be like, well, hey, honey, let's sell the house so that I can print up, you know, 10,000 copies of the comic and give it away for free. I I just can't do that. You know what I mean? Right. It's yes and no. You're you're right. We're we're not into this because we think we're going to become rich full-time comic book stars. We all have like our own careers that we're into. And uh, I probably state that too often. And, you know, we're doing this more as a uh, a labor of love. But the flip side of that is there is a business involved. And the point of business should be to... Well, yeah, you have to have the aggressive mindset still, you know. Um, Because the more you sell, the more people get to see your stuff. I mean, they go hand in hand. But I want to make sure that we're not vocalizing one over the other too much, you know. Right. Because then you get back to the snake oil thing. It's like right. the snake oil salesman wants to sell lots, and they don't care what right. the result is. But uh, we it, think we have a positive result 
from them buying our but, product. But this is where also the the age factor. Like I said, we're we're all in our thirties. We actually have careers and occupations that we do outside of this. And I bet the average listener that is a creator is quite a bit younger than us. They're probably not in a stable career and they want comic books to be that. So you do have to have some bit of a shrewd, aggressive business mindset. Oh, you should mindset. have drive, too. If that's your plan is to do this as a full-time you know, gig and make money off of it, do you do need to be a bit more aggressive with the business and don't just think of it as, well, I got a story I want to tell. If that's your plan is to do this as an actual career. Well, that's another thing that uh, the age gap and what I meant by I'm ill Twitter it is that, you know, when I was in my late teens, like the prime comic book age, like the late teens, early 20s, a lot of internet connections were still dial up, right. you know? So, I mean, I used to wait for a picture to download. Don't tell them that. Don't let them know that we were in high school before internet was like a, a real thing. That but why I mentioned that is like, there's a lot of internet etiquette type stuff that i'm ignorant of and i don't want to go out there and step on somebody's toes like i saw somebody on twitter the other day you know tweeted something out like rules for twitter blah 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 blah, and he was all mad because somebody had spammed him or something and i don't even know if the person did it inadvertently or on purpose but he was like that person's unfollowed and i'm sure you know a hundred of that guy's followers unfollowed the person that committed the offense and you know, when I sit there and I'm trying to tweet people and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. But the other thing is just in general internet stuff. And I'm, yeah, I'm exposing myself as a complete artard, you know, on purpose so that you guys can help me. Tim, you work in the internet. I so, work in the internet. So, <laughs> I mean, you clock in every day, go down the internet tunnel and freaking Right down the tubes. Mine ones and zeros. But uh, so one day I had my forum idea of, hey, become a part of the comics community a, because I want to, B, because it gives us context, and C, because it can expose our product to people. Um, but I remember there was like a blog, and I wanted to comment, and they had the built-in Facebook interface, you know, to where whatever uh, you want to comment on their blog, it'll post as your Facebook profile. Mm-hmm. And I could select from a page that I manage, which is Hafu, or myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like... I don't necessarily want it to be myself because I kind of use that for friends and family. Right. You know what I mean? But if I switch over to a page that I manage and it says Hafu Graphic Novel, what's going to be the reaction of the people that frequent this you know, blog site that see, hey, a new post by a product. You know what I mean? Hey, they said... Really insightful criticism, said stovetop stuffing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like, hmm, this this seems out of the ordinary. They're here to sell us stovetop stuffing. Right. Blocked, banned, chastised, right. you know. How do, Tim, can you verse me in netiquette here? What should I have done? I would have stuck well here's the thing. On our uh, on our website, showmecomics.com, when I originally rolled it out. I rolled it out with the Facebook comment section for the blog. I think that's good. I actually took it off. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to... Well, maybe it's just because we don't have enough Twitter followers. Sorry, Facebook followers. Maybe we need more and get more interaction. Well, the thing is, this blog site, I'm not a follower of this blog site. But they have the built-in thing to where... 
just by the fact that I'm logged in on my local machine mm-hmm. to Facebook, it enables me to post comments without being a member of their site or doing anything crazy. Right. Y- you okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would have gone with, I, I feel the same way you do with the logging in as a product. So I would have gone with my real name or my real Facebook. Okay. Now let's say that's the point. Let's say I've made several real insightful, jazzy, you know, funny. Oh, this guy's so cool. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's awesome. He's so random. He doesn't even know how to be random. <laughs> Hipster <laughs> so kind random. of stuff. So cool. It's funny. It's uh, random. So I've, I've built a, built a rapport. Uh-huh. With myself now, how do I translate that into check out my crap without sounding like now I'm a snake oil salesman? Um, if you are, if you've been insightful enough that you're actually getting somewhat of a following of your own, like this guy Jordan's really interesting. I'd but like that's to know the more weird about thing. Him. Are they going to start sending me friend requests and then I have to accept them? People I don't even know. And then they're going to be watching pictures of my kids get posted. Well, see, well, you don't have to accept them as a friend request. You can set yourself up. Uh, you can set yourself up to be followed. That's recent, right? That's a recent, that's pretty recent. And then people that follow, you can only see things that you have set as public. So okay. if somebody wasn't friends with you anyway, it's the post that they could see if they just went to your uh, page. Uh, so all my stuff is set to front only my friends can see it, mm-hmm. but I had recently set myself up as somebody who could be followed. And I think I have like a whole four followers, maybe five, and they can see anything that I post public. And I think they might even get a notification on it or something like that. Uh, so anything that I post typically that's show me comics related, I make sure it's public. Mm-hmm. And then I actually have my show me comics position as a job title so okay pretty much i I make the show me comics part of my public facebook image available for people to see i gotcha the other thing too is not um don't worry about coming off as a snake oil salesman that's where like going back to the training field and a lot of other stuff that that i've done sales wise that aren't even to do with comic books the biggest mistake people make when they're trying to sell is being scared to ask for the sale because they think that's what they come across as. Yeah, except the only thing I would say that the I don't in- know if I agree with that front in the online world. That's what I was going to say. I the internet's a little bit of a different beast. Well, no, no, I'm saying once you've developed the report, I'm not saying like right off the bat and hey, come out, buy our book, and check this out. Right, but you have to get that report first. You have in that yeah, case. You definitely yeah. have to get the report. But it's not like from what you said. You said like you know you're on there. You developed the report. You did all this. And then you don't want to sound like a snake oil salesman when you finally promote it. That's the thing is, don't worry. As long as you've developed the rapport and the people know what's going on, then you're just telling them to check out this cool thing you did. But to get that online rapport, you basically have two options. One, flush your money down the boost this post on Facebook tubes. Which that hasn't been successful for us. So I'm kind of anti that right now. Because then, we don't have well, it, huge it, it coffers no, to Let me say this. Though, it has. Every sale that we made online has followed me doing a boost. Now, these boosts are usually 5 to $10 at a time. I've never done more than $10 at a time. It's just that when you've done multiple boosts, that's where it adds up. But we've never, ever made a sale without doing a boost. But it's also not like we're making 20 sales with each boost. We might be spending 5 to $10 to make one dollar you know, one sale. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah. once you throw in shipping and handling and this and the cost to publish it and put it in that envelope... Right, there's not a very big return. So get on it. back to my charity model but, of me selling my house so I can ship ten thousand right. copies. So, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, but once you develop that report, I kind of go back to what you were saying, though. Don't be afraid to ask to the sale, guys. That's to all of you listening. You know, as long as people get it, you know what? You're cool. You're into the stuff they are. You're not there to just sell them what you crap or be mean to them. You want to be your friend. You want to be their friend. But hey. I got this cool thing I did. I think you guys would like it. Check it out. Don't feel bad to finally go, look, hey, you know what? It's just 10 bucks. Go get it. Because if you don't, you're not going to sell it. They're not just going to come to you and go, hey, man, I heard you do this thing. How about you get me a copy? But that's another reason why I think, and I think this is still a good idea. I just feel like we need to get more eyes on it, Mm -hmm. on our quality products is, I don't know if you guys remember way back when I had like a crazy idea of let's do like a comic book review site, yeah. blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then we can use that at, at any time if that gets popular to be the megaphone for, hey, now our comic's out. Guess what? Boom, 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 boom. We right. can populate the entire site with all articles about us. I mean, that's being a little bit facetious, but the evolution of that has been this podcast. Right. Right. The website. Mm-hmm. And then we have a product and the website and the podcast themselves are revenue generating or have the potential of being revenue generating Mm -hmm. to sustain themselves. Plus make some profit for the digital media, you know, producer who, who spends a lot of time on it. Um, but that's the idea too, is like we can give away free stuff that's linked to whether they sign up for a subscription to audible or they buy a copy of the comic. It's like we're creating our free CBS nightly sitcoms that advertise Colgate toothpaste and blah, 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 you know, paid for by Johnson and Johnson because, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was kind of the model we were trying to do. And I think we were being successful, except that not enough people know about our CBS nightly sitcoms. So that was, that was going to lead me into the, second like i said the first option was to flush money down the facebook drain yeah the second one is content being king and content generating word of mouth because Mm -hmm. that's more than throwing money down facebook word of mouth is the biggest way to totally get any following completely agree so my feeling is that we just don't have enough content we only have one graphic novel, soon to have a second one. We have this one podcast, but a podcast is kind of a big investment for just the casual person wanting to see if this is something for them. I got you on that, but I still don't think that the right people, and we go back to that sniper thing, know about our podcast. Mm-hmm. You mentioned word of mouth. Most of the people that listen to our podcast know about it through physical word of mouth. Right? Yeah. Because they met one of our friends, they are our friends. We met them at a con. I was going to say convention, like I didn't know. <laughs> we met them at a con. Con! You know, or something. And we've only done one con. So cons will help in the future, mm-hmm. you know. But I still think we could be leveraging more of that free communication right. channel. We essentially to- need to be having our own. Uh, when I say mini con, I don't mean like a comic book convention, but. Kind of like the the C four meeting that we went to. We need to be having our own, or attending stuff like that. Right, more going to them, but like we could actually be Which hosting I'm going, our own. Where I'm going Wednesday. You get, can, or either you have Madeline, right? Yeah, but we have Madeline. I'm going Wednesday. You want to go? I can't eat anything. <laughs> it's that healthy place. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that off the air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can probably go. 
Okay, good. Unless I have to edit a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See that that's the downside. That that's where time is our other big factor. With I also have I also stuff. have that looming deadline coming up that uh, we talked about in our end of the year show. Yeah, and I have I the have same thing. Work on the. Uh, app stuff our, our well, downside you, here is that and this is again this isn't time being an excuse but it's just saying this is where it takes sometimes it's like when con season starts back up you basically see shifts of momentum we'll pick up a ton of momentum and that'll increase word of mouth and hopefully get us to where after this con season even whenever things slow down we'll still have much more uh potential and word of mouth coming off of that than we did before the the big con season hits that we've never went into. The other thing is that, you know, by the time this con season gets rolling around and we've picked up enough momentum and I'm done with the art side of the book, I will be able to focus <laughs> more specifically on this side of things and attending conventions and putting together groups and stuff where we can get together with people of the community who are actually into these things to form some teams and say, hey, look, we're into this stuff just like you guys are. We're creators. We like this, but help us spread the word. Let's let's get together our little army of comic book people and and keep that web of, web and networking moving. Well, I think the general consensus as we wrap up here is that I wish that college professor would have made it here. <laughs> we're just grasping at straws, but uh, no, I think that sets us up in a good way to uh, two final thoughts. The first one being that we need to revisit this as a podcast later on to see what lessons we've learned. Cause this is almost, you know, I talk about this being the hero's journey of comics. And, uh, when it comes to marketing, we are kind of like toddlers, you know, learning how to walk. And we just ran into a wall and smacked it after that first convention. But guess what? We're going to get up. We're going to wipe our snotty nose and we're going to continue to learn how to walk until eventually we're strutting our stuff. Um, and then the second final thought would be, it sounds like you can't completely sever online from boots on the ground. And that's what I kind of thought I was going to get oh, out of this is yes. like, hey, you know, but we're wasting, you know, this valuable resource. But it sounds like it feeds one another and that the Internet, you know, unless you're super savvy. Right. Doesn't exist just on its own. I mean doing the conventions it's like shoveling coal into a fire yeah the internet's a constant on fire but you have to generate fuel to go into it whether that's more content more relationships in the real world so on and so forth so i think i've learned a little bit of something but i need to now try to put that into practice and then we'll revisit this later in marketing 102 <laughs> all right on that note, thanks for listening. We're Show Me Comics, and if you enjoy the podcast, and let's face it, you probably do, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review. That would really help us with promotion, <laughs> so please do that. But if you like content, visit www.showmecomics.com. You can listen to the uh, podcast there. You can read my blog, the writer's blog. You can read about the Hafu comic. And we'll continue to generate more content because content is king. Just keep checking back. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Hafu Graphic Novel yet, make sure you go to showmecomics.com slash Hafu and get your 64-page full-color book right now. It's only $9.99 plus $3 shipping and handling. And after you get it, make sure you tell all your friends about it because word of mouth is so important. 
And if you're on Facebook, which you probably are, make sure you go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash novel, and like us so that you can get all of our updates. Actually, you probably won't unless we pay for it. And <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Show Me Comics. Slave book. 